from the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, it's amazing to be here with all of you today on the BetQL Network. Every game here is Game 7. We don't bring you any hot take BS on this show. We do bring you BS, the B, bets, and the S, sports. What if I just like went rogue there and I was like, in the S... And then I said the word that, that that S stands for with BS. Or you were just like, you're totally like and the S, and the S, squash. And the S, and the S stands the S stands for sleep because I'm out of here. See you, suckers. Yeah. Oh, see you. in your face. See you, see you later, suckers. Uh, great to be here on the show. Every game, game seven, no hot take. BS. We bring you the bets. We bring you the sports. Coming to you live today from all the usual spots. The Odyssey app. The BetQL app will be simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern. Absolutely love that. YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. And for the people watching on YouTube and Twitch, really enjoyed our audience interaction that we did on Friday, making the case for your favorite football bet. We'll be doing that more often on the show as we approach the end of football season, getting out of football season as well, so everybody can check that out. We're looking forward to it. YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. And heard on radio stations nationwide, including Sirius channel 160 and xm channel 205 as ken and i bring you the wagertainment we're talking all things sports betting proudly presented today and always by the king of sports books the great people over at betmgm download the betmgm app and visit betmgm.com and do so on this m3 three words that start with the letter m magnificent football monday december 4th in the year of our lord 2023 not that we are not that we're counting but three weeks from today christmas day where we get to celebrate by watching three National Football League games. Can't wait for it. Christmas Day, three three weeks from three weeks from today. Our show is on Twitter. The most magnificent of all magnificent football Mondays, Christmas Day. Uh, our show is on Twitter at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram at the Costos. And I, by the way, I just realized like we're getting under the gun here a little bit to buy Christmas presents. Like just hit me for the first oh, yeah. time. Like wow. Like it's almost oh yeah. Here. I only oh, got a little bit more to it. do. You got but, this week. I gotta next do week. it. You yeah. got this week and next week, basically. And then the third week, you're going to be like a, a ball of stress if you try to Christmas shop that third week. You got this week, you got next week. That's what you got. I always used to when I was like younger and even more irresponsible and immature than I am now. I always used to like go to the go to like Roosevelt Field Mall on Long Island in New York on uh, on Christmas Eve. And then sure. always be stunned when it would literally take like literally not an exaggeration, like 90 minutes to get out of the parking lot, like onto the main road to go home. And every year I'd just be like, wow, can't believe I'm here again. How is this possible? But here right. I am. I'm a dope. Uh, well, less of a dope now, but still a dope. Uh, show on Twitter at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram at the Costos. Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper is on X. Getting ready for Christmas at Lockie Lockerson. And on this magnificent football Monday, we'll bring you one 
wonderful guest. And it is our good friend, the Whale Capper. The great Drew Densick will join us on the show. We'll find out what Whale likes for Monday Night Football with the Jaguars and the Bengals. Maybe he'll choose nap time instead of what should be a terrible Monday Night Football game tonight. We'll get Drew's takes for Week 14 in the NFL and maybe thoughts on the NBA in-season tournament coming up tonight. Absolutely love it. Quarterfinals, two games tonight and then two games tomorrow on a terrific Tuesday. So can't wait to welcome Whale to the show, 5.20 p.m. Eastern Time. Plus... We don't just parachute in on Thursday, Friday. Hey, here are our NFL bets for the week on our NFL handicaps at numbers that don't exist anymore. No. We bring you our NFL handicaps starting today. No better place than here. No better time than now. P-squared, B-squared is on the way for week 14 in the National Football League. And we'll weave in our thoughts, obviously, what we saw this weekend in the NFL, week 13. We will begin in the outhouse, Thursday night football, with the Steelers and the Patriots in a game with a total of two and a half. Two and a half. Wouldn't bet the over. We'll talk Steelers and Patriots on Thursday night, and we'll end in the penthouse Sunday night football. Eagles and the Cowboys, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, MVP. It's going to be awesome in every single game in between. Going to be great. Absolutely can't wait for it. Uh, we have a Monday night football doubleheader coming up next week. We'll probably get to that coming up tomorrow on the show, but can't wait to talk week 14 in the NFL with my guy, Ken Barkley. Also coming up from Ken Barkley today, it's day one of Lochmas, three weeks from Christmas, and uh, we got the college football playoff reveal yesterday, and we know the national semifinal matchups. We talked about it a little bit yesterday to end the show. You better you bets countdown to kick off today we'll give you more thoughts i actually bet one of the games already today so very excited to talk about the games washington against texas michigan against alabama final hour power hour of the program all our bets for tonight not a big slate on the ice in the NHL, but I got a couple bets. We'll give you bets tonight on the ice with Bets of Steel. We got two NBA in-season tournament games on the quarterfinals, the Celtics at the Pacers, and we got the Pelicans at the Kings. Can't wait for that. We'll give you bets for those games, side total, and any props we've got for the two NBA in-season tournament games. And then, of course, Monday Night Football wraps it all up. Uh, week, four, week 13 wraps up tonight in Duval with the Jaguars, who... Thanks to Kansas City's loss last night, now control their own destiny. They went out. They're your one seed in the AFC playoffs with home field advantage. Jacksonville hosting the fighting Jake Brownings. The Cincinnati Bengals side total in the prop game coming up for the Jaguars and the Bengals to close the show. We are locked and loaded here. Magnificent Football Monday. My friend Ken Barkley, how the hell you doing? Uh, great. Yeah, just like we all thought, the road to the AFC goes through Jacksonville. <laughs> just like just like we said all year. Just like, sure, whatever. Uh, yeah, we had a ton of stuff to talk about from over the weekend, obviously, and I uh, had two like very distinct and different betting experiences yesterday. I'll give you the first one. We were talking about a little bit before we came on the air, things that went well, things that didn't go well yesterday. Um, so in the early window, and then one from the late window, maybe we'll do it in this segment. Maybe we'll do it as we go along through the show, uh, watching Eagles and Niners. So the two from the early window that stood out uh, among many getting like I, I, and this is just like sometimes things go your way sometimes they don't go your way like it's not about that i'm smart i got something really right i got something really wrong and neither of them were really even like my fault or because of me uh i'm watching i'm watching jets falcons and i'm thinking to myself boy i got this game nailed <laughs> boy i got this game i mean just like i the entire game i think the falcons are gonna win they do I started live betting the under after the first quarter. It was two nothing after the first quarter. The live total in the market was twenty eight and a half. I, th I thought we were going to lose. By the way, at two nothing when the Jets were up two nothing. Part of the story. Oh my god, this is part of the story. So it's it's two nothing after the first quarter. Live totals twenty eight and a half. We get to halftime. I think there were ten points scored in the in the second quarter, maybe thirteen. Live uh, second half total 
uh, was uh, 14 and a half or 16 and a half, depending on where you went under. And then we get to the second half and we get to the fourth quarter and it's, it's all perfectly set up, right? Uh, Boyle throws an interception. Just, he's just terrible. He throws an interception and it's really low score. It's pouring rain. It's, I can't imagine being at that game. Same with chargers Patriots. And, uh, and then they're like, we have a quarterback change to announce. Scott Hansen does the cut in Trevor Simeon's in a quarterback. And you told me, Nick, when we were, before we came on the show, I was like, it made me a little nervous. Like you were, this was like, oh, oh no. Like this was an oh no level of nervousness, right? Like as, as you were watching this, I can, I can tell the second game too. So, yeah, so Simeon comes in and I'm just like, look, like, and you know, I, I was actually thinking about what you had said. And like, I know I say this a lot. We do so many shows together. I don't remember what day it was, but when we, maybe it was Friday and when we're talking about the game and we're like, you know, Tim Boyle unders, we don't think he's going to finish the game. He didn't finish the game. Right, maybe and you even the first said, half. Maybe yeah. just bet like Falcons first half and then like live bet the game from there. And I heard you say it in the moment and I'm like, that's a great idea. And then the show ended and I forgot all about every, it's like men in, once the show ends, it's like the men in black thing gets put in front of my face and it's like, let me try and like disconnect from everything for a little bit. So I didn't end up doing that stupidly because you were right. Now look, it worked out and the Falcons ended up winning, but I'll tell you what, man, Atlanta had so many opportunities to put the game away and look like it worked. They kept punting the ball back to the Jets. The Jets were completely impotent on offense, can't score. But when the Jets get the ball 13-8 at the end and Simeon completes like the one pass, I think they got like a personal foul penalty also. They're like down by midfield and he's actually throwing the ball, you know, more than five, five yards you know, down forward. the field. Like, you I know, mean, ahead. Cause Wilson, yeah. cause Wilson and Boyle don't do that. And like Simeon's actually trucking the ball down the field. I, I thought, I thought I was going to turn yeah. into the Joker when the Jets won that game. So I think Absolutely. you were more confident than me. I was very, very concerned that that bet was going to lose at the end. Once it got to one drive and they needed a touchdown, I was like, we're good. I thought there was a chance they were going to go field goal, field goal, and win 14-13, like early oh in the fourth been, quarter. Soul crushing. Would have, been, would have been really cruel. Would have been really – but like, you know, play here, play there. Like, I can feel as confident in the world. I can think I had it nailed, whatever. Play here, play there. Simeon comes in at the end. Like, I could have lost that game. I didn't. Ended up, like, winning a bunch of money on that game. That was great. At the same time that game's going on. The, Bron uh, the Broncos-Browns game. Or sorry, Broncos-Texans uh, game. Texans. Going, excuse me. And a lot, a lot of mediocre teams playing yesterday. Excuse me. So the Broncos and the Texans are playing. And again, it's just classic thing where I just, you know, the way the game played out. Look, like if you bet the Texans, you're probably like, I made a great bet. Like I had Broncos three and a half. I feel like I made a great bet in the game. And like every Texans game, it comes down to the end of the game and it comes down to one possession. Every game that they played for two months comes down to like the final play of the game. And sometimes they're on the right side of it. More often than not, they're on the right side of it. Sometimes they're on the wrong side of it. And, you know, for it, Russell Wilson, and who had about 98 chances in the red zone on the final drive to, to throw a touchdown pass. Final play, avoids pressure. And there's a moment, he actually does a great job. Tua had a play like this yesterday too, where like in... 0.0001 seconds they like see a rusher and twitch matador. like quick twitch like, out amazing, of the way right yeah like the bulls coming so, for them and they, they matador it's unbelievable to, like Tua's is like i had to rewatch it like i was like this is the, the craziest Tua thing i've ever seen it's yeah. one of the most memorable plays of the season i love that you brought that up i felt yeah, the same way just, watching it i remember watching it just being like how the hell did he do that like how and Tua's like i've watched Tua since he was like in high school you know like and i was like still like how did this guy do that it's unbelievable and wilson who's a great athlete too he does it. 
and there's this it's it's like bullet time like where a video game concept for people who don't know where like time moves in slow motion matrix movies all that stuff so like from he dodges the Ken, rusher originally from what game do you remember what game introduced Max that Payne. concept Max yeah, Payne, so, exactly uh, right. So the so the yeah, so any time you can't think we're can't think we're dorky enough, we we raise the bar, we get even dorkier. So the Russell Wilson avoids this this rusher, and uh, maybe it was Will Anderson who's going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Spoiler alert! So he avoids this rusher, and he like plants his feet. And time just immediately starts slowing down because like he plants confidently and he's like avoids the rusher, like almost in his head, like knows he made a sick play. And he's like, I'm going to try to win the game right now. And in this moment, I'm thinking, wow, this is a really high leverage play because <laughs> like if they if they uh, if Wilson completes this pass was intercepted, game ends, Texans win. So if he completes this pass for a touchdown, Sean Payton's one of the low priced favorite options for coach of the year this morning uh, or this afternoon. Uh, Russell Wilson, comeback player of the year, gets even more gas thrown on the fire as like a potential competitor to DeMar Hamlin at the end of the year. The Broncos become very likely to make the playoffs. The Texans become less likely to make the playoffs. Their coach, D'Amico Ryans, becomes less likely to win coach of the year. Uh, all of these things, and Wilson avoids this guy, and he plants his feet, and all of these thoughts go into my brain at the same time. And in Falcons-Jets, like, Simeon came in, no big deal. Play here, play there, we're on the right side. This one... Wilson throws the pick instead of the touchdown. It's the classic Al Pacino like game of inches from any given Sunday. Half inch too slow, too late. You don't quite make it. Like all this kind of stuff. Like the the inches of the inches we needed were everywhere around us, as he said. And we got some of them in, in Jets Falcons. We didn't get some of them in the Broncos game. You know, and, and and like the Russell Wilson play that you're referring to, right? On the, he throws the interception on the high leverage play of the game. I kind of felt so he has like the quick tit, uh, twic, uh, quick twitch, right, to avoid the rusher. And I kind of felt like he had a lot of time. Like there was yeah. no one else around. He it felt like he, he yeah. rushed it a little bit. Like he kind of like panicked in the moment. And you know, like Denver's in it at the very end. They lose a turnover battle, three nothing. Like there's an argument to be made they should have won the game. But you know, my whole thought going into that game, and just like a, a couple, like a little bit on this game, because this was the most frustrating game for me because of some postseason award positions I have also, like namely Russell Wilson, you know, comeback player of the year. Where my whole thing was. I, Russ isn't going to turn the football over, and that's why I feel confident that the very yeah, least I argued that too if, all right? week. And like yeah. and and Stroud and Stroud does, and also like I'm going to have to support start a support group for fantasy football players who have Tank Dell because a, a devastating day for us. How about yeah. the Texans using him like 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 he's like he's Gronk in line? Like he's blocking. Kyle Uzcheck. Just, I gotta tell you, Tank Ustel, like he's he's Dan Campbell, like when Dan Campbell played tight ends in the NFL, so they're using Tank Dell is like five eight, absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, like I, I don't think Russ is gonna turn the ball over, and even if the Broncos don't win, like you said, I felt like we made a great bet at Broncos plus three and a half, Texans win by three, we win. He turns the football over a bunch, and then the real high leverage play of the game is when the Broncos don't recover that fumble, right? The Stroud fumble, absolutely, um, with thirty guys around the ball. Yeah, and not only who's that, the guy with the single like, digit number. The guy with the single digit number was like beside himself. He's the first guy who fell on it, and then it popped out. I don't remember what that guy's name was. He's he's been involved in a bunch of plays this year too. I wish I could remember what his name was, but he was like the culprit. He's the culprit. jerk. So yes. like so, and here's here's like the knife edge that we talk about, right? Not just for game, but like all these award markets. The Broncos don't fall on that ball. There's ten guys around it, like 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 um like squirts out from one of the defenders that Ken's referencing. The Texans recover. Next play. 
Texans punt. Literally, next play, Russell Wilson throws a pick, and the Texans have the ball like in the red zone, basically. Like, what a high leverage play that leads that the anatomy of a lost bet. That one was really, really, really frustrating. There were a good amount of frustrating decisions yesterday, though. Always great when uh, a betting day, wins or losses, comes down to Sunday Night Football, and you get absolutely waxed like I did with the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll talk more about Week 13 NFL Sunday, our betting experience on the other side, and then we'll spin it forward coming up Week 14 in the NFL. Miami, Detroit. So next week will be monstrous as Debo Samuel. Uh-oh, Debo Samuel, one man to beat. He's going to beat him. Touchdown 49ers. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Kevin Burkhart with the call yesterday on Fox as the Niners still scoring on the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Eagles plus three will not go in the Nick Costos Bet Hall of Fame. Felt good about it in the moment, and then like Philly early in the game, couple stops, couple what about the field over? goals. Over was pretty good. Over? Well, I mean, you could have just San Francisco almost did it by itself, so that was pretty good. Sure. But yeah, like Eagles is the one I give it out on, like the Bet MGM thing that I do early in the week. It's like hey, it would be nice if they were competitive. They weren't get absolutely trucked by the 49ers in the NFC Championship game rematch. We will get to P squared B squared for Week 14 in the NFL coming up in a few moments. But uh, Ken, you had referenced that you had two stories that you wanted to tell based on your viewing and betting experience Week 13 NFL Sunday. One emanated from the Jets-Falcons game and the other courtesy of the Eagles and 49ers. I'll lay it on us, please. Yeah, and I got a bunch of notes today from people. I, I think it was uh, tough to ignore if you woke up this morning and like check betting markets that the market for most valuable player in the NFL is just a, a banger of a market right now. I mean, it's just not even that like, even if you haven't bet into it, you just look at it, you go, wow, this is like really wide open. It seems like there's a lot of players who can win it. There's been a ton of movement in that market. It's really fun. And remember, that's a market where we came on the first like nine weeks this year. And we were like, eh, I was like, yeah, let's wait. Like I have some burrow. Let's hang out for a while. <laughs> like there's nine guys who can win. Let's like wait and see. And uh, I had this, so I, I think a lot of people will look and be like, yes, like Dak, uh, depending on which book you you go to, either Dak is the favorite, Brock Purdy is the favorite, or Jalen Hurts is the favorite, but the, all three of them are priced very similarly everywhere. So there are essentially now three favorites for league MVP, and the guy we bet is one of them. That's really good. And part of that's because the Eagles lost yesterday. That was a big part of it. And But there was this moment, I'm sitting there, and Debo scores his second touchdown. So he scores on a long run which is important, not a pass from Brock Purdy, scores on a really long run and the Eagles go up by two touchdowns. It's the third quarter and I'm sitting here on my, I'm sitting, well, not here. I'm sitting up on my couch where, up on my couch where I'm much more comfortable and I'm, I'm watching the you, game. Buddy, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're sitting in this seat all weekend, like we need to have an intervention. No. We gotta, I, we gotta get you out of I'll there. come down on Monday morning to like do work in this office and the mic is still set up with the headphones from Sunday morning and I just, <laughs> I look at it and I just like shudder. It's like, I gotta go back to this again. So anyway, so I'm upstairs in front of the Christmas tree watching the game. I'm sure everybody was watching Eagles Niners yesterday. Debo scores on the run. They're up two touchdowns. And I'm thinking this has a chance to be like a 100 out of 100 possible result for getting Dak MVP home. Because at that moment, Purdy's numbers were incredibly pedestrian and they were already up two touchdowns and the Eagles looked completely lifeless in the game. I was not really worried about Hurts or like a comeback or anything. I believe this was before the altercation on the sideline with Dre Greenlaw and the Eagles security guy. But like it's, it's you know, they're up two, you know, you know, Dom, Dom DeSandro. You know. 
you know, the assistant to everybody, whatever his title is. So anyway, he's it's two touchdowns and Purdy's like numbers really aren't that good. And I'm like, this has a chance. Like, I need them to win. That was the most important thing. Looks like they're going to win. They're they're clearly the better team in that game. And uh, and Purdy's numbers aren't great. And I go, we're going to be like this. Dak might be the sole favorite. Like, this is going to be unbelievable. And then Purdy's next two touchdown passes are just I'm like screaming at the Eagles defense, like, please, somebody tackle him. So Debo catches this pass like one yard past the line of scrimmage, turns and sprints like Usain Bolt in a straight line for a touchdown. Obviously, that like really, really, really helps Purdy's stats. And then Jawan Jennings on the screen to the bottom of the screen on the left side. And like he breaks all these tackles. And, and especially on this one, I'm just like, just somebody tackle him at the one like, you know whatever elijah mitchell will come in and score a one yard touch. Like it doesn't matter like mccaffrey could score it's irrelevant and uh just not this just not this and because of the, honestly whether you, i mean whether you agree with this or not because of those two long touchdowns Purdy's stats look insane from the game from yesterday look completely ridiculous and they win by a lot and as a result he's right next to deck and this is going to get really interesting because <laughs> because uh, we're we're here like we're at kind of like judgment week to a certain extent where the Cowboys and Eagles are playing each other. This is like the sort of conclusion of like a month long handicap that we've had of this market. And we're here and we've kind of gotten everything that we want, to be honest. But reading a lot of the con watching the games yesterday, obviously seeing the market. Uh, reading a lot of the content that was produced today. A lot of major media entities had somebody write about NFL Most Valuable Player. So like, actually, some of the better writers wrote, wrote content for today. And reading it all, you it's it's the we there's other conclusions to draw, but one of the main conclusions is this is very open, and there are a lot of players who could potentially win. Some are more likely than others. Uh, and two of the players who were mentioned are Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy and Purdy's great game yesterday is as has made this even more interesting I think than it was before but I'm telling you I was sitting there and it was they were up two touchdowns and I just go like if he finishes with like 180 and one or something like that I'm just like it's this is dreamland I mean this is the best possible situation Dak might be two to one everybody else behind him he, like maybe he beats Hertz and he just wins and now it gets a lot more cloudy so it was I feel like I was so close to the best possible game still got a great result still got great market movement but things are going to get really really interesting down the stretcher and uh just at Ben MGM the current MVP market uh, three-way tie atop the board with Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, and Brock Purdy all at plus 350. So three-way tie for the favorite atop of the market at BetMGM. Uh, worth noting, Tyreek Hill is now 20 to 1. I feel like I, I will have a lot of fun conversations, award conversations over the course of the show this week, certainly on Thursday, but there's lots of hashtag good stuff in these award markets and lots of potential, potentially pretty good bets to make. So excited to talk over the course of the week. Uh, before, can we officially turn our attention to week 14 in the NFL? And we'll start on Thursday night with the Steelers and the Patriots. Anything else stand out from yesterday? Betting experience, wins, losses, anything that you'd like to uh, to go over here? I got a couple things. Yeah, just uh, I'm guessing you have Titans Colts maybe written down as like one of your things or like the total from yesterday. I guess just... Uh... The idea of like the circular nature of, of all of these like awards or th even things that we talk about, teams that we talk about, and chapter number 742 of what an incredibly long damn season it is, which we just say, we say on the show all the time, I say it on the show all the time. Like, imagine the the <laughs> the glass case of emotion that you're in the last two months on anything involving the Green Bay Packers. Anything, any bet. Any any bet any bet any bet you would have made and there involving are a lot the Packers. Of them. <laughs> Win total, 
it's possible I bet a lot of money on finish top two in the division, which is now very alive. Uh, LaFleur coach of the year, which we'll talk about on Thursday, probably. Um, like any, any bet, just any, any of this stuff. And imagine how you felt the first few weeks when it was going pretty well. Imagine how you felt the next six weeks when it was really not going pretty well. And then imagine how you felt the last like four to five. It's just, and oh, by the way, we got five games. Like it's such a long season. <laughs> just like the, again, like how much these things swing. I, okay. Was there a, a lesson in that? Sure. And I, I say this a lot on the show too. Be really open-minded to like long shot possibility in the middle of the season and early in the season. Be really open-minded to that things are not set yet, that things can change, that things like teams can become something different. We talked about the Broncos a long time ago as a team that we wanted to play on. Like Nick and I both have some pretty speculative bets on them in award markets, which look absolutely look like they're from a different season is how much they've aged right now. I mean, they just look crazy. Like how, how's Sean Payton 190 to one coach of the year going? Like, how's that going? So just, and it's not even like whether you bet that or not, there's like kind of a lesson in that, which is like we were in week four, week five, like it can be different can be different the rest of the way. For the Packers, it can be different. I had really lost hope, honestly. Like, I was sure that stuff, the Vikings start playing really well. I'm not sure those bets are going to get to the window. Now they've, I'm not sure they're going to get there to, like, still, they got a really good shot now. And could be teams that go the other way. I'm in the first four, six weeks of the season. I think the Commanders are going over six and a half. I feel really good about that bet. Like, I put that bet in before the season. I It was, like, sort of the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule Memorial type of win total. I don't think they're going to be good. I just think they're going to be better than this. Like, I don't think they're going to be good. I just think they're going to be average. And they looked pretty average for a while. And then they didn't. And they got absolutely barnstormed by the Miami Dolphins yesterday. Ooh, I mean, they just got... Yeah, I, I feel like... I, I thought of that right before the show. I felt like I was going to try it out there. So, they just... I mean... They got, just got completely blown out. And I'm texting during the show, just like, is Ron Rivera going to get fired right after this game? Like, that, again, long season. That's how things can turn. So it doesn't have to be things that are rosy. It can be teams that go the opposite direction. Just let's, like, and I'll don't worry, I'll remind you of this if you're listening. Let's try to remember this next year, too. Like, just, again, week four, week eight, week ten. Like, it can turn really hard, really fast. Like, Dak MV, Dak's the favorite to win most valuable player right now. If you told anyone that a month ago, you'd be laughed at. That was, and that's just a month. Imagine what you could have said eight weeks ago. That'd be true right now. You would have been laughed at. Eight weeks ago, you told somebody Alabama would be in the college football playoff. They would have thought you'd have been nuts. Look at what happened. So just, yeah, like just the length of the season means you need to be open-minded to like things turning during the during the course of events here in the in the middle months of the season. And like this, the, the game against the Eagles in Philadelphia when Dak steps out of bounds on like the two-point play. And yeah. and it's like oh here here we go again with Dak and now like to Ken's point like I bet there are some sports books where he's the sole favorite he's the right not the co favorite the idea. what is he one the, of the, the tri favorite yeah. what do we what do we call this when there's three the oh, tri favorite tri favorite tri force yeah the tri force MVT most valuable trio <laughs> MVT is really good I think I I have to decide if I want to use that on, on other on other things that I do this week I might I think it's pretty good uh, you better you better hear Nick and Ken on a magnificent football Monday going over yesterday's results we'll get to week fourteen in a second uh, just a couple a couple frustrating things for for your boy yesterday we did win the Titans Colts game the over on that game but Thank God, you know. Too. It's uh, 17-13. Also, like, the special teams performance, so bad for the Titans yesterday <laughs> that they literally fired the special teams coach. After, like, the and poor punter's leg exploded. I like, felt Joe so Burrow bad for that guy. Terrible, yeah. right? 
that's because I think punters are the one are the one position that and kickers too. But you get the idea. The special team, these specialists, where like you imagine it being you, because the guy's <laughs> like us, because he's like us. And there was a what was it a who was the kicker for the Steelers that got absolutely mauled like two seasons ago oh, or last season? No, it, on wasn't, a fake? it wasn't a Steeler. It was, no, was it, what, are you talking about when Antonio Brown like like literally like gave someone the shining no. wizard, like a kicker on the Browns, the punter on the Browns? No, so there was a there was like a, a botched snap. I think it was the Steelers kicker. Maybe Alex will remember this. Well, they've had the same kicker forever. What, Boswell, that's their kicker, right? Yeah, so Boswell. He, I can see the play. He, it's like, I think it's not a fake. I think it's a bad snap. And he runs to the right. And like a defensive oh, lineman meets him on the sideline and like flips him upside down. And he gets up afterwards with like six injuries and his face is bleeding. <laughs> and he got like normal hit. It wasn't even like a big hit. He just got hit like nor like how everyone gets hit a hundred times during an NFL game. And I remember there were a couple podcasts I listened to afterwards. And I totally agreed. They were like, if you think you could ever play one snap in the NFL, here's like this guy who's like an athlete. He's a kicker. Like he's way more athletic than any of us. And he's on the sideline and he like dies basically by getting hit one time in a normal fashion by someone. So yeah, the, t the punters yesterday in that Titans, I'm just... I'm watching and I just I you you actually put yourself in that person's body and you're terrified of what happens to them. <laughs> the uh, the Associated Press headline for the article uh, is Titans fire special teams coordinator after punters season ending injury. <laughs> like so grossly unprepared back to back like blocked punts and like the, the and, I, and I forget that the gunner the guy that ended up blocking the second punt. Right. Like, he he's running, he's sprinting right at the He's there too there. early. Like he, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Because he realizes, right? He's like, I don't I actually don't need to block this. I or need like, to I don't blast know what this to do. person into next week. Right. Yeah, that's like what he I, does. He just runs I guess just hit him. as fast as he can. Like yeah, so. poor guy. So so seventeen thirteen at the half. The Colts proceed to go on. Like you might as well watch a football from nineteen eighty eight. Just Zach Moss for two yards, Zach Moss for three yards, pass for like whatever, six yards first down, rinse and repeat, twenty eight play, sixty five yard drive that ends in a field goal after nine minutes at seventeen sixteen, and I'm just like, Oh like God almighty, we are go we are going to lose another Colts Titans total in their insane fashion. Now the game ends up getting really loose it lands 59 we obviously win all good just that, like i had one of those moments where i'm gonna be the joker it's gonna happen here thankfully it didn't in that particular game um the under in the patriots chargers game was the nuts throughout to close 39 and a half final score six nothing but i Could mean nine and a half right yeah i i had i had i had patriots money line i they felt so like live. i made a... they were so live but like, but like, imagine, imagine you're one of the people that bet like, like, so Patriots were six, it goes to five and a half, it closes four and a half. Like, imagine you bet Patriots like plus five and a half, and you you lose that game, you lose. No, I I didn't, Stop I lost stopping. money line. But that's that's that was pretty that was pretty frustrating. Like, I was getting flashbacks to week two with the Saints and the Panthers with Carolina scored that hitting that two point conversion at the end to cover like every number for the Carolina Panthers. If you bet Carolina in the game yesterday, um. How about the Browns bets where Flacco turns back the clock? He was it's great. Like, it's like yeah. 2012. Come back up. Flacco yeah. for Flacco. I mean, he needs to start for them the rest of the year. He looked great until he didn't. 
until it was like Joe Flacco from the Jets last year. One of the worst interceptions you'll ever see, and the Rams just bar- barraged them at the end of the game. That was frustrating, and then we go to yeah, yeah, Kansas City. I, I think, you know what? I think Chiefs was just, I even said this yesterday. I just feel like that was like a bad, bad, bad read, bad handicap by me. But, uh, yeah, the big fat L for your boy. Uh, The good news is there's always more games, including tonight and this weekend in the NFL. And on the other side, we'll turn our attention. I mean, Steelers, Mitch Trubisky, Bailey Zappi, the total starts with a three. Is that right? We'll discuss next. You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Coming up in 20 minutes, we will be simulcast on Stadium, and we're very much looking forward to that. A lot to do here on a magnificent Football Monday edition of the show. Um, For people that are watching this in real time right now and also, like, following, like, news on social media, the Zach Wilson, like, saga going on with the Jets right now is, like, absolutely ridiculous. Robert Sala is addressing the media right now. We'll talk about it a little later in, like, further detail when we discuss the Jets-Texans game coming up on Sunday in the the Jersey Meadowlands. The Texans a six-point road favorite in that game. We don't know who the Jets' starting quarterback is going to be. My guess is that Robert Sala will find out when, uh, when general manager Aaron Rodgers tells him who the starting quarterback will be but we'll we'll talk about that coming up over the course of the rest of the show so we will get to the Zach Wilson the Robert Sala all this nonsense going on right now in Florham Park just like really dysfunctional franchise who would have thunk it also loved betting on the Falcons yesterday it was really great the whale capper still to come Drew Densick in hour number three final hour power hour all our bets for tonight but for now let's officially start our handicap week 14 in the National Football League with pen pencil blood or blank When an entire slate of games awaits, there's only one thing to do. Get out your pens. Get out your pencils. Get out your blood? Does this really say blood? And get out your blank. No, seriously, blank is an option. And it's not a bleeped out curse word. And so is blood, apparently. Blood is a thing? It's pen, pencil, blood, or blank on You Better You Bet. Here's Nick and Ken. Now, speaking of blood... The Steelers-Patriots game. I mean, this is a far cry from Brady and Roethlisberger, Coach Cower, Belichick, Coach... This is this is like, this is as bad as it gets. Um, I haven't seen, and I don't know, like a, this total is outrageously low. Uh, currently sitting at BetMGM at 30 for the Steelers and the Patriots on Thursday night. Uh, Ken, I don't know if you knew this or not. I, I only know because I, I, I saw, I think Pro Football Talk tweeted it. The Patriots are the first team since the 1938 Chicago Cardinals. Ah, yes. Not. not The Chai Cards. Not. Yeah. Not the Chicago Bears. Not the Arizona Cardinals. Did the Bidwells the own the Chicago Cardinals? Cardinals? Like their great, great, great grandfather? Yeah. Well, they may, they, they may not be owning the Arizona Cardinals much longer. That's they true. keep going That's at this rate. Uh, the first team since the 1938 Chicago Cardinals to lose three straight games while allowing 10 points or fewer in each of the three losses. It's like, it's actually, it's like, you know, Ron Burgundy in Ackerman when Baxter eats the wheel of cheese. Not even mad. It's amazing. 
Uh, so the Patriots, obviously, shut out yesterday by the Chargers. Bailey Zappi, we think, will start this game on Thursday night. I think that's the plan, right, is that Zappi will start on Thursday night. Ramondre Stevenson is very unlikely to play in the game. Sprained his ankle early in the Chargers game. Like, maybe they would have won the game if he had stayed, and he was running really well. So Ramondre sprained ankle, unlikely to play on Thursday night. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett, high ankle sprain uh, during the game against Arizona, which is a brutal loss for the Steelers. They, they got pummeled by, by Arizona. The Steelers look like the soft team in that game, not Arizona. James Conner runs all over them. Kenny Pickett leaves another game, and like Mike Tomlin's got to answer questions today about Pickett, Macy, injury prone. I mean, he leaves a lot of games. I'm not even like making light of it. That's actually what happens. High ankle sprain, same ankle that had been injured previously for Pickett. He was on the injury report going into the game with this ankle. He has surgery this morning. The Steelers are not going to place him on IR, and uh, the reports are they're hoping that he'll be back by Week 18 when they take on the Baltimore Ravens, maybe for a playoff spot. So Pickett's definitely out on Thursday, going to be out for a little bit. Mitch Trubisky will be the Steelers' starting quarterback on Thursday, and then they'll go from there. We'll see how Mitch does against Bill Belichick's defense. Can the Steelers right now are six-point <laughs> six favorites against the Patriots. The total is 30 at BetMGM. What a game. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Pittsburgh and New England. Yeah, but I, I, as a crazy as this all sounds, right? Steelers, did you watch the game yesterday? They're going to be six against the team again. They're going to be completely outplayed. And as much as you look at the total, be like 30? Really? Like 30? It's like, okay. Like, what's it supposed to be then? <laughs> like you, I mean, what? You want to bet the over? Good luck. Good luck. Let me watch the game at six nothing. Game. It's like a home game against the Chargers, 6 nothing. Now on a short week on the road, they're going to have more success, Patriots scoring. So look, like, I, honestly, what this makes me really excited for as like sort of on the sickos committee, shout out to college football, just uh, the Patriots are going to play the Jets in the final week of the season. And the Jets are going to start like, you know, Zach Wilson or Boyle or Simeon. And the Patriots are going to start one of their guys. And I actually think the total is going to be like 23. I actually think that's what the total is going to be. Like, I think that's going to be the lowest total in NFL history, like in like the modern era. I think that's it. We actually have history like approaching in that game because Rodgers isn't going to play in the game. And if he's not going to play in the game and the Jets defense exists, I actually think that total is like not even like a high 20. I actually think it's like a mid 20, which is it's like the Iowa football of the NFL. I actually think that's possible based on what we're seeing with some of these totals. Also, um, pick the winner are, of that game right now. Patriots, Jets, week 18. Oh, I'll take the Jets. Like uh, oh, I'll take the, like uh, oh, I'll take like the like four like four three. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take I'll take the Patriots in blood in that game. How about this? I'll see your four three and I'll raise you right five four sucker. Oh, uh, sucker! <laughs> I mean, the Jets have more safeties than like any team ever. They got so I, many safeties. I don't know. I don't know why I think the sucker thing is so funny. Oh, it's but, really like, funny. I do. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just got this like really really hilarious like smart ass quality to it. Um, that. The other, the other funny thing about that game, is I, like, I like how it's like, what do you like at Steelers Patriots? Nothing. Let me tell you about Week 18. <laughs> Let me what tell is, about this game what coming is, up in six weeks. <laughs> what is the price going to be for there to be a safety in that game? And why am I going to bet it no matter what? <laughs> like, oh, it'll be. I mean, it probably it won't be like an outrageous plus. It'll be a plus price definitely, but it won't be like outrageous. Yeah, but I guess my point is like the Jets have had safeties in like a ton of games that they've played in because they cause them usually like on defense. Um, those two, I just <laughs> the likelihood of a safety. Yeah, Belichick who like will take a safety in a bad spot on special teams has done that before. Like the likelihood of a safety in that game has to be outrageous versus a normal game. That'll be like my first look when the prop sheet comes out in week 18. Anyway, uh, I don't think there's anything crazy here. 
I think the Steelers are like really likely to win. So does the market. Um, if it was less than this, I would consider betting them. So the number is probably pretty close. And I think the total, I think they've actually, I think this is like fine. I don't think there's anything crazy here. The Patriots defense is excellent. Has been like really good the past few weeks. They're, they're not going to be able to stop Mitch Trubisky for most of this. Of course they will. Um, now, do they just like eventually roll over if it's 17, nothing kind of like what we've seen the Jets do? Maybe. But uh, I don't I don't see any. I mean, I have bets that I like for this week. I don't see anything crazy here, no matter how crazy the numbers look. I, I guess my question is the only pushback that I would have to that scenario that you just put out there. How are the Steelers getting to 17? Turnovers that set up points. Um, Is TJ Watt going to play against that offensive line? They're going to force at least two turnovers, at least. Is Fitzpatrick going to play? We're st- we just got the New England it's, practice report. It's Ram- Monday. We Ramondre didn't right. practice. Yeah. Well, we'll because we're going to get an estimated practice report for Pittsburgh coming up soon. Here, we just and got can't gloss over that either. I know he's been awful, Stevenson, but like, come you on. need him because it's yeah, Zeke, like what, what? Who can create an explosive play on the Patriots' offense? That was a that was an unque- an unanswerable question before. Now it's even worse because like the guy who had done it last year can't do it because he's not playing. Is the uh. If you're going to bet this game, and, like, I honestly, like, I don't even think what I'm about to say passes the laugh test because, like, I want to laugh saying it out. But, like, seriously, if you're going to bet this game, like, should you bet the Patriots to win the game? No. Like, and just, and just, and just play into not. randomness. No. Because I think randomness works the other. I, I know you do this a lot, and you could, the Patriots could have beat the Chargers yesterday. Like, I actually think you made a good bet, and you lost, and the bet lost. And uh, they were, they were, I think they were live to win based on how the game played out. I could just as easily say, like, shouldn't I bet the Steelers, like, minus 16 and a half? Sure. Or something. I, or bet them to win 31 nothing. I but yeah. I but to your point, so I guess what you're asking is which side would you rather bet? That side. Definitely that side. Like Steelers, Steelers off a terrible them. loss with this coach. Home and they do, against and they a, do have a, a neutered team. Yeah. And they're more talented. Yeah. I I think this is I mean, I do <laughs> this is there are bad games, but like there can be bad games that have scoring. Like they're just bad quarterbacks and the teams are bad and they got bad records, but the totals like a reason. This is like a this is a bad it's the worst of the worst. It's a bad game that's actually really unwatchable. It's like actually brutal. And maybe that makes it watchable for like the sickos and to see how Al Michaels intends to get through this three hours while having his steak dinner at halftime. I don't I don't think there's anything crazy here. Like I, I'm trying to figure out ways to play the Steelers. There really aren't any that are appealing. Not teasing, but pay a huge tax. The money line's really, really, really tough to swallow. Like this, it's just, I think this is right. I think they're actually this likely to win. If you decided to tease the Steelers down to a pick'em, let's say Which is a terrible idea. So just, well, to, just, just to be clear on why it's a bad idea, because like you don't, you, you're getting like one and minus a half as part of like the tax that you're paying, which are like irrelevant. Like you're getting like, you're getting numbers you don't want. It's like teasing through zero. You're you're kind of doing that by doing that in this game. It's like it, it's I don't, I don't I don't want to do that. Like I'd rather just I, is... if if you were going to do something, you would almost like honestly you'd like thirteen them or you'd like ten them to plus four or something, which is still really stupid. At least I get something for the stupidity, I guess. Yeah. Well, which is set up to the question, which is if you were going to tease Pittsburgh, would you rather tease the total down? to over 24 or up to under 36 
Oh, if I was going to tease the game, what would I rather tease? Uh, I would rather tease under 36 and a half, which I know is like <laughs> I mean, not, that's like, I, that's like the wrong answer, by the way, because there was, I, I didn't bring this up. I was talking to somebody who's really smart. Those Iowa games, he was monstering the over with like everything else because you could get like over nine. Like you could get like the stupidest, not like a fake number almost. Like, will there be points? It was like a both teams to score almost in soccer. Like that's what you could create. So I guess like that's supposed to be the answer here. <laughs> but like, if you ask me what I would rather do and it's always six pointer, what am I more confident in? Under 36 and a half or over 24 and a half? And Trubisky's playing? Under, under 36 and a half. Yeah, So let me, just, let me just ask this. Steelers to win under 36 and a half. A little two -teamer. How does it lose? How does it lose? I'm not saying it's the best mathematical bet at all. I'm just asking, how does that bet lose? Like a billion turnovers. That's the only way. Special teams touchdown. You know the way the way bad games go over, but it doesn't I'll, happen. I'll very tell often. you what. I am. I. I think we need to bring the monster back this week and monster this total down to like over like 17 or like over 16 or, and a half, or depending under. on how low it goes. Or what about under 43? <laughs> I'm getting nine quarters. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hour one done. Hour two for you coming up on the other side. Uh, coming up next, we turn our attention to Sunday slate of games, and we will begin in Atlanta with the Falcons and the Bucks.